Hey guys, so welcome back. This is uh, your host Courtney with Life Short Talk Fast. Um, today I kind of wanted to go into something that I think is super important for um, our generation as a lot of people like to call us millennials, which is the accurate term, but millennials has such a bad um, thought behind it and uh, it sucks, you know? We get such a bad rep just from being born when we were born. And uh, the worst part is, is that it's typically aimed at younger people, younger kids. Uh, so that means like me, I'm 23. It's more aimed at that kind of age range. You kind of group it together. Um, and it's annoying. <laughs> um, but I am here to talk about millennials pretty much. And the home owning, home buying experience because uh, I just bought a home. I am 23, like I said, and that's first of all really young. Uh, you know, you don't really commonly see that unless we're like far back in the future, about like maybe 50 years ago when people were getting married that young. My grandparents, my grandma was 18 when she got married, um, so it's not super unusual. But as time has progressed, people have been getting married older and older. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, whatever. I'm 23. I'm getting married. Um, and I'm happy to get married. I don't feel pressured into it. And that can be a whole separate topic on its own. But I really, really want to talk about home owning and just the buying experience. Now, I was really fortunate when I bought my home uh, that I had a wonderful realtor. I knew her personally. When I went to school, she was my professor and she went into realty. So this is very lucky for me. And that's something that I want to talk about because at 23, it's unusual in this day and age in 2018 to be able to buy a home for anyone. I mean, the market has skyrocketed with prices and it's, it's insane and that's what I want to talk about because a lot of people have been saying, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. This is great. You're 23. You're so young and you're buying a home. That's awesome. You're getting out of the renting experience. And yeah, I am so lucky. I am so grateful and uh, I'm, I'm lucky to be able to have this opportunity. But the thing is, I did not buy this home with my own money. Um, my mother, the most wonderful woman in the world, graciously helped me and my fiance buy this home. And for her, this wasn't like some kind of trust fund thing. It wasn't like, oh, well, we had all of this money pushed aside for you so you could have it. It, it wasn't like that. It was, I asked my mom, hey, we need this amount of money and I, I need your help because I can't, I can't rent anymore. I have two dogs and I just wanted to give them a, a really nice life and I want to, to give them a backyard and you can't get that in apartments or townhomes. You have um, neighbors that it's hard to not have your dog on a leash. It's hard to let your dogs get out and my one dog is just not very other dog friendly. She gets along with the current dog, the other dog that we had, have, sorry, 
not that. <laughs> um, but uh, she she's very aggressive towards others. So taking her to the dog park wasn't possible. It costs $2 per person to get into the park, which is also another whole topic. And um, she's just very protective. So when I go to pet another dog, she's like, um, I don't think so. How about no? Let me go bite this dog's face off. And it's embarrassing because it looks like you don't know how to control your dog. And it's hard to do because she is a Staffordshire mix pit bull. Like she's definitely a pit bull. And I'm pretty sure she's mixed with a Rottweiler. And she's the sweetest thing in the world. But she's very, very protective. And so I could, I mean, people would yell and freak out. So we had to stop taking her there. And I needed to give my dogs a yard. And I couldn't do that renting. And I had thought about renting to own. Um, but it was very hard to find that because... You're trying to fit a monthly amount. and I mean, you still have a monthly amount with homeowning, but you're trying to fit a monthly amount into something that you're never, ever, ever going to own. I'm sorry. I just like banged on the table. Um, for me, this topic is really frustrating because I... I'm so sick of hearing people say how proud or how happy they are for me because I'm not, I'm happy that I have a home, but I'm not proud of me. I did not get this home on my own. This did not come out of my own money. My mother, um, as I've said, she, she's a wonderful person. She's done so, 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 so much for us. She's paying for our wedding venue. Um, she paid for, she helped us buy a home and, uh, she helped me put a new suspension in my car when I needed it. But she's not having me pay back anymore. I just got a new car. Um, and I just am very, very grateful. What happened was I told her, so to put a down payment, you can either have the money yourself and put it down um, or... You get a loan, but it has to be considered a gift. So you cannot just take out a loan in your name and use that as a down payment. It, it won't happen. So what I had to ask my mother was, can you take out a loan of $10,000? Now, just I'm going to put this in perspective for you. My home that we bought was... Priced at $159.9 and like a couple extra numbers, which is not horrible, especially for the area we're in. We're in a very beautiful area, a huge fenced in backyard, two beds, two baths. Um, it's absolutely amazing. But the down payment for this, um, Oh my gosh, I can't even remember what the down payment was. But it was like, oh my goodness, what was it? Oh, I wish I remembered how much it was. I think it was in like the $5,000 range. No, no, sorry. It was 
Yeah, five in the five thousand dollar range. I don't remember the exact number. I don't. You don't need to know it. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. So I asked my mom for ten thousand, and uh, when I asked, I kid you not, she laughed. And it, for me, I, I have a lot of pride. Um, asking for ten grand from anyone other than like a loan company is the. The worst experience ever because I did I didn't know if my mom was going to say yes. So I texted my cousin who is doing well for herself and I said, Hey, I need to ask you and your now husband a question. It's a very big question and um I don't want to do it over text. Um she finally did get back to me, but my mom said yes, thankfully for that. I don't know that I could have been in debt to my cousin. I'm already in debt to my mom, but there's just, I don't know. It, it was a lot and it was very difficult to wrap my head around. Um, so I asked her mom for 10,000 and after she said, yes, you know, we went over, she's like, what's going on with the house, How, the inspection, this, this, and this. And what if I do 15,000 so that way you just have that extra push to make sure that, you know, you're not getting screwed or something comes up that you need to pay for. And the home buying part, like signing and signing your life away basically to a home was the most traumatic experience. Um, in my mind, buying a home was supposed to be this really wonderful thing and it was stressful and I spent a lot of time crying and not being sure of myself and at the end I have this beautiful home and I'm very very grateful but it was just a really bad experience um no fault of my realtors at all she is an amazing amazing woman um I am so grateful for what she did for us so but we're not going to get into how difficult that was because it it isn't part of it. So now, so my mom still now tried to get loans for us through different companies. And this loan that she was going to get was going to be considered a gift for us. <clears throat> She's trying to go through like loan me and lending club and all this. And they're saying no, because she has loans taken out. And I, I hope she doesn't mind me saying that you don't, you don't know who she is, it doesn't matter. Um, so she's taking trying to take out this loan and she said, No one's no one's biting, no one's giving me a loan, everyone's saying no. And I felt discouraged, but then again, I can't stress enough how wonderful I think my mother is. Um she says, I can take it out of my 401k. If you don't know what a 401k is basically it's your retirement fund and my mother um offered to take money out um of her retirement fund to help me buy a home and she gets hit with penalty. She gets charged a fee because of this. 
And I'm not saying this is like uh, a huge thing, but you cannot withdraw um, money without being hit with a penalty before 60, pretty much. 59 and a half is the accurate number, but that sounds stupid. (laughs) Um, So let's just say 60. And so we got about like 14,000. She gives it to us and we buy our home. Here we are. But the thing is, is that a lot of people have been saying, oh, I'm so proud of you. Um, This is so great. At 23, you are so lucky. And I am. I am very lucky and I'm very, very grateful. But I am not proud of myself. I had to ask my mother for money. 10 plus grand, that sounds so stupid, 15 grand from my mother to buy a home. That's not okay. That no one had to do that in like the 1980s. No one had to do that in the 1950s. It is 2018 and renting is not possible. Buying a home is not possible for me. I'm putting money into a a rental that I'm never going to own and I'm just throwing my money away and I can't buy a home on my own because I'm making just enough money to live, to feed myself. And my dogs are my main priority. So they always get food first. They always get dog food. If I have $30 left in my bank account, this hasn't happened in a very long time, but if I only had $30 left in my bank account and my dogs needed food and I needed food, My dogs are getting the food. And for our parents in like the 1950s, 1980s range, they were able to buy a home because they could afford to buy a home. So I got some information. I did do some research because I knew that this topic was important and I didn't want to come off as like some entitled millennial because that's what everyone likes to make us out as. And that's not what we are. We are asking to fucking be able to buy a home. We're asking to be able to fucking live on a payment that we get from our jobs. We're not asking for, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not asking for a $32,000, uh, increase on my salary like that's insane i'm not a fucking ceo you know ceos make all of this goddamn money the people at walmart make so much money they are worth millions i let me fucking tell you how much they're worth the ceos of walmart are worth let me tell you i'm looking it up right now net worth of 48 billion fucking dollars And you know how much people at Walmart make? Nothing. They make minimum fucking wage. You have a CEO with a net worth of $48 billion and you aren't paying your Walmart employees shit. So let me just look up how much a Walmart employee makes. Their starting wage is $11 an hour. So let's say you work 40 hours a week. That's 80 hours 
total for two weeks because that's normally how you get paid. So you make only $880 every two weeks. And that is before taxes are taken out. So you're probably looking at uh, like $750 biweekly. And you know that there are parents working at Walmart because right now that's all they can do. And that's, it is giving them enough to support their families, but they can't buy a home. And that's fucked. <laughs> um, so let me just break some stuff down. In 1985, the people that were buying homes and were homeowners were exclusively married. And that was 81% of owners that were married. So that's two incomes. And yes, I have two incomes. Still not enough. <laughs> um, that percentage declined to 67% in uh, 2015. So this isn't like a very recent article that I found, but I tried, I did try. <laughs> um, so 15% of homeowners are female, 9% are male, and 7% are unmarried. And that number is rising, but those are very low numbers. 81% of people were able to buy a home in like the 1980s. Now, I mean, you have... 31%. What the hell is that? That's ridiculous. That is a decrease of 50%. Again, that's fucked. <laughs> um, so in the grand scheme of things, your parents paid around $80,000 for a home. That's a rough estimate. That's what I got from the article. Of course, there are other articles that are going to say different things. But for the one that I looked at, it was 80000 Now, we have an increase of 27%. This is from 2015. And you're paying a little over 200000 for a home. That's, and in, you know, um the 1980s, like whatever, those numbers, your parents were getting paid a very low minimum wage, but it was a livable fucking minimum wage. Now you make, uh, what? The minimum wage generally now is... Minimum wage in 2018... Oh, boy. Is, like... I, th I think the last time I worked in like a retail was uh, it was like eight dollars. I think eight fifty. So you're making eight fifty, but you can't physically fucking afford a house. Nonetheless, a down payment on a home with like eight fifty an hour. Whereas when it's two hundred thousand dollars and over. Whereas when you're in 1995, you're making. I don't know, the highest one was like $5 an hour. And but the house is 80000 So of course you can afford that. You save up your money, you're good. You save up your money now, you can buy food next week. <laughs> like, I just don't understand why people think that millennials, millennials feel so entitled. I don't fucking feel entitled. I feel like I'm being fucked in the ass. That's how I feel. And it's not 
right. It's not okay. And I know I'm sounding very heated about this, but it, I mean, I am. This is ridiculous. I should not have to ask my, my parents for help to buy a home. Don't get me wrong. I am, I am not trying to sound ungrateful. I have friends that are still living at home with their parents, and there's nothing, nothing, nothing against that. But they have to, because they can't fucking afford to live on their own. I have one friend who lives at home, and he pays for his own bills, but he can't afford to move out. He just can't. He can't even afford to rent. It's not possible for him, and that's not fair. He, you know, I... I just never understand the argument that millennials are entitled because what am I entitled to? Not being able to afford a house? Not being able to fucking afford food? Save your money, save your money. But you want me to move out of my parents' house. So how the hell am I supposed to save my money on minimum wage to pay for like uh, a 10th, not, sorry, almost a $10,000 apartment. That's not correct. A $1,000 apartment. I can get roommates, but oh my God, sometimes roommates are the worst. You can live with someone that you know really, really well, and you can still feel like you're drowning and like they're not helping. They don't clean the way you need them to. They're a mess. They're pigs that just so many conflicting things. And yes, that's fine. But when you want to live on your own, a good apartment in South Carolina where I live, a fucking nice apartment, you start at $1,200. $1, I can't fucking afford that. That's ridiculous. On top of that, you pay for, if you have a pet, you pay for a pet fee. Sometimes they make you pay pet rent. And I don't know if some of you have ever noticed, pet rent is like $10 a month. What the fuck am I paying rent for for my dog? You know what my dog does? He goes outside and he poops and he pees and that's it. And most complexes are like, pick up after your dog. Well, no shit. But of course people don't do that. So they act like they're that you have to pay for them to pick up your shit when any decent human being in a nice complex is picking up after their dog. Don't get me wrong. I've lived in two shitty apartment complexes. People don't pick up after their fucking dog. But I still don't want to pay pet rent. I don't. That's ridiculous. And it's not, it's just not fair. Um, let's just, like, let's just move into something real quick. Let's talk about college tuition. It's tripled in 30 fucking years. So that's from... In 1980, it was $9,500 to go to college for four years. You want to go to college now? Well, you know what? It would be easier to take a stick up your ass because now, in 20, from 2010, it was only, is that four? It was only, it's 24 thousand dollars for four for per year for four years that's from 2010 i paid sixty thousand for my college education and honestly i don't need a fucking diploma 
in my line of work, because I work in a kitchen, you don't really need a fucking diploma. I mean, you have people who went to school for fucking, I don't know, um, electric engineering and they're working in a kitchen. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with that, for the record. But they just end up not going into what they want and they're going into the kitchen and they don't need the experience. So my $60,000 goddamn college application is fucking useless to me. I don't need it. I didn't need it. Granted, I never worked in a kitchen before until I got to school. So yes, for me, I needed that experience. But I could have learned anyway. Because the what I do, cooking and baking, and I, I bake for a living and I, I make pastries. It's a learning experience every single day. I'm learning new things every single day. So my first job, I learned more than I learned in school because they do such basic goddamn shit that you can do at home. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff, making breads and frosting a cake, yeah, you need to learn how to do that. But you can also learn how to do that at work. <laughs> and let's be honest, you can learn how to do goddamn anything on your computer without having to go to school. School is important. I'm not saying it's not. But it's so fucking expensive People can't afford that. People that want to go to school, their parents that work at Walmart, they need a fucking scholarship to go to school. So, I just, <laughs> it's insane and it's not okay and something needs to change. Our wages need to go up. If the fucking housing market's going to go up, if the fucking rent is going to go up, if the tuition is going to keep fucking going up. <laughs> I need to be able to afford it. I don't want to work two jobs while I'm trying to go to school. And my mom's still trying to pay for my education. Now, I didn't do that, but I know people that did. I did work when I was in college. But I just... I'm a... Okay, let me just say this. I am a privileged white girl. I am. I'm not going to lie. You know, my, my parents did not grow up with a ton of money and they don't have a ton of money, but they have, I'm also an only child and they have helped me in every single way that they can. And I am unbelievably grateful for everything that they have done, but not all of us are that lucky. You have people in horribly low come situations that their parents, they, they can't do anything so that kid needs to play a sport and get a scholarship and be amazing and then play that sport in college, keep their grades up, probably have a job to pay tuition fees. And then they're still paying for that stuff when they're 60. And that's just not okay. So I know I went on a, on a tangent about college and this is, this is about homeowning. But it still stands. I'm not proud of having this house because I didn't... None of the money that I put into it was mine. It was my mom's retirement fund. And granted, I... <laughs> Sorry, my dog was doing something weird. <laughs> granted, I pay her back. But... I don't, I never wanted to do that. But I make money 
and I have my own job and I'm on salary and I'm full time. But, you know, I always think, should I get a second job? Because I am living paycheck to paycheck and sometimes I am hemorrhaging money. A lot of the time I'm hemorrhaging money. I remember at one of my jobs, my shoes for work were just falling apart. And I'm going to be honest, I had $10 in my bank account. I mean, that's it. That's all I had. Nothing in my savings, just in my checkings. And my credit card was maxed out. And this kid comes up to me. He says, your shoes are, you know, they're messed up. And I said, well, I just don't have the money to get them right now. He's like, everyone says that, but they always do. And it's just like, no, dude, I have $10 in my bank account. That's not even going to get me a pair of fucking Payless shoes. And so buying a home shouldn't be this hard. Our parents didn't have it this hard. And yet I know people that are drowning in bills, in loans. I know people that cry themselves to sleep at night because I was one of those people worried about how the hell am I going to pay for my car bill tomorrow. I know that this was a rant. <laughs> and I, I did give you guys some facts. But I know that I was very. My voice was powerful in this episode. But it's not enough that my mom bought this house for me. I mean that's what she did. And when she said she was proud of me. I said you, you used your money. I didn't do anything. And she said, yeah, but you started the plan. So what? The money that I put into this house is not my money. I, I am fortunate enough to have a partner that can help me. But sometimes I wonder, should we get a roommate? Should I get a second job? Because I am horrified that one day I won't be able to make a bill. And I have been so good at making bills. If I can't do it, I ask for help, which is the most hardest thing I've ever had. That was ingrammatically correct. Ingrammatically correct. It was not grammatically correct. I love pride and I don't like to ask for help. And I had to, and I have taken out loans. I have used my credit card. I have considered asking people in my family that I don't talk to that often for money because I'm drowning and because I know that they have something. You know, I am never going to say that I'm not grateful to have this house because I am. But I feel... I feel sad that we live in a world where 23-year-olds can't afford a house. 23-year-olds can't afford to fucking pay rent. It's not fair and something needs to change. And I'm so sick of the, re the rhetoric, oh, well, you didn't have to work at Walmart. You could work somewhere else. And then I have to train and I have to start from the bottom and they're going to put me on a lower 
income. Yeah, I can work my way up, but right now, man, I don't I don't have time to do that. And it sucks. Um Let me just say that I love this home and uh, a lot of things are coming up that are very exciting in my life, but I am a very grounded person because I know that I am lucky to be where I am, to have what I have and to, to just be able to say this and I wanted to make this podcast a place for people's voices. And I don't know if this episode is going to do that, but I hope it breaches someone. And I hope that even though I'm one voice and a million voices have been saying the same thing that I am, I hope it breaches someone and someone goes, holy shit, what the hell am I going to do? We have to fix this. 30-year-olds shouldn't have to still be renting. They should be able to buy a home. I feel bad telling a 30-year-old that's still renting that wants to be able to buy a home that I bought a home at 23. I want to be able to say that and be like, ah, I bought a home too. I'm really fortunate that I'm so young. Like, you know, you got to buy yours when you were whatever, 27, and now you're 30 and you live in a home. I want to be able to discuss that with an older person and not feel bad because I didn't get here on my own. I needed my mother to help me. And there's nothing ever wrong with having your parents help you. Nothing. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I wish that I could have gotten here where I am on my own with my own money and I'm not going to say that I'm good with money because I'm not, but I wish things would change and I wish it was easier for others because we deserve to have a good life. And, um, I know this got a little depressing. <laughs> Um, but I just try our hardest is all I can say. Work your ass off. And one day you're going to be able to look a CEO in the eye and say, no, bitch, this is my job now. You're old. You're washed up. It's my time. And I hope that one day 20 year olds will be able to afford a home on their own with no help. And I hope one day... Things get better. I really, really do. Because we deserve it. We have busted our asses for years. And we still continue to. Because I know that, like, what, 1995 was a cutoff for 1996 was a cutoff for millennials. I know we're still busting our asses. You keep busting your ass. Because one day you're going to get there. And it is all going to make a difference. But right now, we need to work on this problem. We should be able to live without having to sacrifice things in our lives. I shouldn't have to live off of ramen.
every fucking day. But some of us do. Some of us can't even fucking afford to go to the goddamn hospital because they they can't fathom paying that hospital bill. I want us to get to a place that's better for all of us. And I hope we do. So, um... That's it. (laughs) I'm sorry that this episode is a little fucking disappointing and a little sad. (laughs) But, um... You know, it is what it is. And, uh... I hope you guys enjoyed listening and, uh... Really got a little amps, maybe, from my ranting. Um... And, uh, yeah, I will have all my social media down below in the description. Uh, and also, but you can follow me at Regal. I, (laughs) no, (laughs) you can follow me at Regal, R-I-G-E-L underscore 1584 on Twitter, as well as Regal underscore 1294 on Instagram. And, uh, hopefully I'll be able to make a Facebook page and an email for this podcast as well as a Twitter account, but I'm not great at multitasking with different accounts. I am a good multitasker, but I get distracted very easily. So, um, I guys, uh, I can talk. Um, (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and, um, please, you know, get the word out about this episode, pass it around, tell your friends. Um, the more people we can reach, the better. And I say we because I want this to be a community and want everyone's voices to be heard. So, yeah. And also, if you'd like to support this podcast, in the description will be a uh, listener support link that you can donate to. You absolutely do not have to, but it's, you know, up to you. And uh, I will catch you guys on the other side. So, life short. Talk fast. Bye.